With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I am your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. Four of us are all here. We got myself, we got Pork, we got Chev, and we got Nate. We also have a jam-packed show, so let's get to it. Um, We're going to just do the weekly rewind, talk about some injuries, news, notes, and headlines. Uh, First of all, thoughts and prayers go to everyone involved in the tragic accident regarding Henry Ruggs. Um, He did have a DUI that resulted in death, Um, so prayers out to the family of uh, the effective victim there. So uh, moving on from that, I know there's no great segue to really move on from that. Uh, even though I am the segue master, I'm just going to you know, move on. Uh, so Green Bay Packers tight end Robert Tunyon to miss the rest of the season with a torn ACL. Uh, when Bob saw that, he was like, Bleh, really excited. By the way, Bob, I have so much Tunyon in all my leagues because you were so high on him that <laughs> this is screwing me over. That's okay. Uh, Derek Henry, possible season-ending foot injury. He had surgery today. Time frame is six to ten weeks. They're saying eight is likely. Team is signing Adrian Peterson. No Frank Gore sighting. There's still time. Jacksonville running back James Robinson has a foot injury, but that is considered day-to-day. Sam Darnold is concussed. Go pick up P.J. Walker. Kyler Murky. Oh, my God. Kyler Murray has a sprained ankle. Uh, but Chev says he's going to be okay down there. He's probably going to not miss any time. T.Y. Milton already. T.Y. Hilton. Milton. I should just give up right now. Already <laughs> saved the miss Thursday's game with a concussion. New Orleans Saints quarterback Jameis Winston has a torn ACL. Phillip Rivers is stated as saying he will listen if uh, the Saints call. Just, just give it up, man. Um, Debo has a calf issue. Elijah Mitchell has a rib issue. And the practice window has been open for Kittle and Jeff Wilson. So quarterback Russell Wilson has a pin removed from his finger. Dak believed to be ready for week nine. The Los Angeles Rams released the Sean Jackson. Noah fan has been placed on the COVID list. And aside from that, congratulations. This is my favorite news segment of the week here. Congratulations to the Wake Forest Demon Deacons football team for their first ever AP Top 10 appearance. Let's give it up for Wake Forest, man. I'll tell you what, you got to love it when the team that's just underachieved its whole life finally cracks that top why, 10 so why, why is that why is that news like because you, <laughs> hey listen we do a lot of debbie stuff here so that's important well, don't care about the freaking care about the freaking wake force demon beacons <laughs> really out here with that well mike how do you feel about cincinnati not being in the college football playoffs well yeah, that's really disrespectful jerome ford 
That's all I can say. But that's obviously not final. I mean, there's still time. No, so. there's still time. It doesn't actually yeah. matter what the rankings are right now because there's still multiple weeks of games left. Right. So but there's it's still some fun time. to argue about it, right? Well, that's what you do. You argue about it. And, you know, all I can say is I would love to just see some new blood in there. So, mm-hmm. um, or just expand well, it a little bit. I mean, that'd be cool. That would be cool. So let's see. Um, we got a comment here from Facebook user Jay Sternberger released by Washington back to Green Bay. Um, I would say that probably not. I said something to Bob about uh, how Sternberger should have stayed in Green Bay. They shouldn't have released him. He didn't even respond. I think the Jay Sternberger, I think it's over, man. Yeah, he stinks. XFL coming back soon? Yep. He needs it. 2023, it's coming back, actually. So sorry, everybody. You got to wait two years. Uh, and someone's saying, I'm going to go grab Kyler Murky and T.Y. Milton right now. Thanks, <laughs> That's Dave Ibrahim. So thanks, Dave. Appreciate you. Um, also, just want to – this is starting to get really important here, the bye weeks. You want to be mindful of that, especially if you are in playoff contention. One piece of advice that I've been giving people, if you have players on a week 14 bye, that is clinch week for the playoffs. So you might want to start making some moves right now, but the bye weeks for this week, Detroit, Seattle, Tampa Bay, the football team, and next week the Jets – the Cowboys, the Falcons, and the Chiefs. So uh, make sure you're paying attention to all of that. All righty then. So before we get into it, I just have one question for everyone out there. Do you like DFS? You wish you could redraft each week within the season? If so, it's time to check out Underdog Fantasy. While the best ball, best ball platform season-long drafts are closed, there's still weekly drafts and pickums for every game. Support the Dynasty Rewind team and join us on Underdog Fantasy by using promo code RewindWhen when you make your first deposit, and you will get a 100% deposit match up to $100. And that is actually true. Uh, Bob says that if I would read the emails they send out, I would know this. So you deposit $100, you get $100 more to play with boom link is in the description we will see you there but until then let's get into our debbie player of the week and this is nate christian's time to shine so nate you probably have someone as per the show sheet what do you got for us yeah uh thank you to bob for picking my debbie player of the week um he did he did (laughs) know who i wanted to talk about though because i actually was watching some film on this person in the over the weekend because my boy Maddie Big Chest told me to watch some film. And I was like, I trust Maddie. Maddie knows what he's talking about. So I was like, let me go look at Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama, the South Alabama Jaguars. And I was like, okay, small school prospect. You know, these guys are usually fun to watch. You know, we get a couple mm-hmm. we really like. And then they end up, you know, fifth round draft picks. And it's a lot of fun as we get to watch him jump on and off the practice squad. But that's not Jalen Tolbert. No, this guy, this guy is really good. Jalen Tolbert is a guy I'm going to have a ton of on my dynasty rosters. And I think everyone's going to like Jalen Tolbert. I mean, there's not really anything not to like about this guy. And he's probably going to end up with day two draft capital based on the buzz around the league that I'm, I'm reading about with like Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay and some other analysts. You know, Jalen Tolbert is not under the radar. And, you know, have you never heard his name before? Because you've probably never even heard of the South Alabama Jaguars, really. Yeah, no. And, and so far this season, he's got 54 receptions for 967 yards, six touchdowns. You see that average right there? That average right there of 17.9? <laughs> That's mm-hmm. pretty impressive. 
on 54 receptions. That that's that's impressive, even for college football. You know, this guy, we see this a lot with small school prospects. You know, they're the offense for their offense. You know, they're the offense for the team. Everything runs through them. And we see that with Jalen Tolbert. And you're looking at those stats and that average, and you're like, okay, so this guy's like what five foot ten, 180 pounds, burner down the field. Nah, no. This guy is six foot three. This guy's six foot three out there creating yak off the chain on screens. He's also getting down the field. He's making catches over cornerbacks and safeties. He's going across the field, running great routes. This guy can do everything. Jalen Tolbert is a guy that could step into a wide receiver one position eventually for an NFL team. You know, I think he can play the X. He can play the Y. He can play the Z. He can play all over the place. He is that good. Now, Coming from a small school, who's obviously going to be a transition once he makes it to the NFL. We don't see everyone transition super well right away, especially as rookies. But coming from that small school, he might need some time. But I, if I was in the NFL, I would look at this guy at the end of the first round, definitely into the second round. And I think that's where we're going to kind of see him. I think he's going to be a pre-draft riser as his name gets out there into the pre-draft process and we start talking these guys up. You know, outside of Traylon Burks, a lot of the wide receivers in this class really haven't stood out. Once we turn on the film... We're going to see that Jalen Tolbert stood out and he's got the athleticism. He's got the route running. He's got the hands, the ability to be physical. And then honestly, his best ability is just creating plays. He's a playmaker. And we love to see those kind of guys get on our team. Good things happen when the the ball gets in this guy's hand. And I'm trying to do more pro comparisons this year because people love player comparisons. They love to argue about them. They love to fight about them. They love to just hear one and be like, okay, that's what's going to happen. And I comp these guys as play style. So I'm not saying they're going to be the same exact player, but play style, you know, and possibly the potential. My Jalen Tolbert pro comparison is Terry McLaurin. Now, Terry McLaurin's like six foot one. So Tolbert's probably got an inch or two on him, but they play the same way. They're that, you know, player that is a quarterback's best friend and can make something happen all the time. They can get down the field. They can create yards after the catch on a screen. They can win on the short intermediate routes. They just are all around great receiver. And that's what Jalen Tolbert is. I am super excited to see him finish off this year with his production and then get drafted day two of the NFL draft. And uh, can't wait to see how he rises in the media over the next couple months. So if you're in Debbie, go by right now. If not load up on some second round picks in your dynasty draft, because that's where this guy's falling. I'm excited to hear everyone argue about him. It's going to be fantastic, isn't it? It's always the best. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, Nate, thank you very much. And now we're going to be talking about some trade targets. Okay. So, uh, we each brought two trade targets for today. Pork, start us off. And I want you to get do the most obvious one because I want to get this out of the way. Why? Why is that? Maybe I want to leave that one for last. No, because I want it to be on brand as always. Pork. <laughs> of course <clears throat> of course i'm gonna tell everybody to buy van jefferson now um obviously in the leagues that you're in with me you can't have them because obviously i have them already Woe but um me. i think <laughs> oh shut your mouth but anyway um we're starting to see the rise um week to week snap shares is going up we're starting to see uh the rams just released to sean jackson today that's a big uptick and then as well i believe after next year robert woods he can get out of his contract early. So as of right now, he can easily be the wide receiver too on a high-powered offense with Matt Stafford slinging a rock out there. And I've been calling for this maybe for about two years now, but 
Like right now, now that I'm seeing the production, he's getting deep passes, uh, running posts and outrunning the other team. I mean, the time is now to get him if you can get him cheap. Um, possibly you can probably get him for like a third rounder. Second round is a little expensive. Um, me personally, I probably would do it just because I would probably overpay for the players I want. Like Matty Dutt with, uh, with Swift everywhere. He was just giving up the farm for everybody for Swift. So that's just my love I have for Van. But just I'm, I'm just happy to see, like I, I know, kind of toot my horn a little bit, but I've actually been able to talk to Van um, from week to week at times. He's telling me, like, you know, he likes he likes the fact that I'm talking about him a lot and he, he likes, you know, he likes that interaction with his fans. And that for me shows a lot of maturity in him. So if if Sean McVay can see that if Sean McVay is seeing maturity with him on the field, I believe next year is his third year breakout for me. So get him cheap now and and, and make it work. And he, he you can you can probably start him probably from week to week at times. I'm sorry, but you're saying he's rising, and I just keep wanting to say from the dead. But anyway, Chev, let's um, <laughs> let's let's go to you. What's a trade target that you have? Yeah, so somebody I'm probably going to be targeting a lot is Khalil Herbert. I think after this season, there's going to be a new coaching staff that comes in, new ownership that comes in as well, mm-hmm. and they're going to move on from him. They're not going to want to pay Montgomery. Sorry, they're going to move on from Montgomery. And Montgomery is they're not going to want to pay him 11 million dollars or whatever it's going to take to get him back. to to Chicago and they shouldn't there's no reason to pay that much money for a running back when Khalil Herbert's getting 17 18 19 touches and putting up 100 yards I mean he hasn't done too much in the passing game yet uh I believe two weeks ago he had five catches in the backfield 38 yards so I mean if he can get that kind of production uh week to week that offense has been wonky already so Khalil Herbert should be somebody that you can get pretty cheap uh from that owner but I just think next year that could be his year where he breaks out. If you need a running back and you're a rebuilding team, that could jumpstart you into the next season. And it's not going to cost you a whole lot to get him. So I would be looking at Khalil Herbert, seeing if you can acquire him, especially pretty cheap, because I don't think David Montgomery is going to come back. And I think there's going to be a lot of change in Chicago next season. You're saying, David, you, you're saying David Montgomery won't be back. If he does come back one more year, just for, say, are you okay with acquiring Herbert now and waiting that year out? Yeah, because I think the, the amount you're going to pay for him is definitely going to weigh who you would get in this upcoming rookie draft, in my opinion. It's not okay. like you're going to give a first for this guy. You're probably going to give maybe a third or second, a late second at most. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't – I'd probably hold off on that. But it's just a guy that could literally jumpstart your rebuild from the get-go. Yeah. And Chev makes a good point too. If you are rebuilding, these are the type of players that you want, you know, like a low risk, high reward player that without pulling my notes out, when we scouted Cleo Herbert, one of the things I said, is he a first and second down back or a three down back? He's been showing, I mean, Damian Williams is healthy now and Damian Williams, I think had four touches in the game. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really help the running backs that Justin Fields went absolutely nuts on the ground too. But um, I agree a hundred percent. Um, so far of the two, I'd probably be buying Cleo Herbert over Van Jefferson. Sorry, Pork. Um, yeah, well, nobody wants wow. to buy your players anyway. They all stink. <laughs> so, so if you're going to buy Khalil Herbert, I would assume you would do it once David Montgomery comes back for yes, yes. value. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a true Wait. story. And even even for next year, if they do keep Montgomery, they could still run a two-back uh, set back there, too. So if they want to spell Montgomery, it's not that much of a a, a gap between the two. Honestly, 
because Herbert's been legit balling with that below average offensive line that you guys got. Yeah. Whoa, you chill, you guys chill. Legit balling. Nah, I'm just um, work on your own team, ball. bro. Chill. <laughs> hey, we're struggling too. That's why I can talk <laughs> about the struggling teams. I know what they look like. Listen, you put any competent quarterback on this team right now, and uh, that team would be a lot better. I would just like to see a quarterback throw a wide receiver open. That's all. Nate, who are you trying to get on your team right now? Yeah, so if I'm in a rebuild and, you know, I'm looking for next year, I think, you know, I like rebuilds where you have a lot of draft picks. I think most people like rebuilds where you have a lot of draft picks. But draft picks Mm -hmm. aren't hits. You know, just because you have a second-round draft pick doesn't mean you're going to get a good player. So if you got a couple second rounds to work with, okay, I'm not saying trade around, trade away the only second round because you probably want to keep that so you can get a player you like and it's going to sit on your team for a while. But if you got a couple seconds to play with, I might be sending out one for Michael Gallup right now because Michael Gallup's a free agent after this season. I like this. And Michael Gallup, you know, people aren't excited, number one, because he's been injured, number two, because Cooper rushed the quarterback at the moment until Dak's healthy, which, hey, it might be this week. Who knows? These things seem to linger sometimes. And number three, Michael Gallup is by far the third option on that team right now, if not the fourth, because Cedric Wilson's been you know, showing up, showing out. So mm-hmm. if I'm rebuilding, I'm looking towards next year. We saw a free agent this year, free agent wide receiver, go somewhere new and look good. Corey Davis, you know, he went from the Titans to the Jets, became the number one guy there. And when he's been healthy, he's, he's been pretty decent, you know, mm-hmm. especially if the rest of the team was better. He'd probably be incredible for fantasy football. I think Michael Gallup kind of has a similar, you know, outlook as Corey Davis did last year. You know, Michael Gallup is a good wide receiver. He's just unlucky to have Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb next to him. Mm-hmm. And when he's a free agent next year, he's going to get paid, you know, maybe not a ton of money, but he's going to get paid pretty decently because he's a good wide receiver. He's going to go somewhere and be a solid number two. Let's say he goes to the Titans because Julio Jones is injured and washed up and needs to go retire probably. I like that. Yes. Michael Gallup across from A.J. Brown. I'm buying that all day. But if you buy it now, it's a lot cheaper. You know, send, send a late second for Michael Gallup. You know, someone, who's, someone might trade him for that. You know, send a mid-second. I don't know if I want to tr- send my early second because there's some talent in this class. But you got a couple seconds to play with, or maybe you do a third and an, another wide receiver, you know. Oh, work it out somehow. But you can get Michael Gallup pretty cheap right now when I think he's going to just grow in value from now until through next season. So Michael Gallup's one guy I'm trying to acquire right now. Nate, you make a great point. One other thing I want to add to this, basically what all you guys are saying. You know, we're saying this pick, that pack, this pick, that pick, that, and that's all well and fine. You know how people always say fourths and fifths don't matter? This is when those picks matter, okay? If you are selling or you're trying to acquire a player from a team where their only good player is Khalil Herbert, Van Jefferson, Michael Gallup, they need these assets. They're getting a high pick, and you could go – well, well, that just doesn't get it done for me. Well, here's a couple more picks and three mm-hmm. fab dollars because Pork knows I always throw fab dollars into my deals. It helps, man. But this is when the, this right now is when those picks are really valuable. That mm-hmm. and when the draft is happening. And that's why when I say everything has a value, this is what you need those picks for. Stuff like this to get these players, mm-hmm. to get Van, to get Khalil, to get. Michael Gallup, and to get my guy, yeah, Chase you can probably Claypool. trade. You can probably trade a fourth round pick for Ben Jefferson. You'd I mean, you'd, you'd be over. No, I mean, but <laughs> hey, some yeah. people will though. Shoot, 
They don't know. Some nah, people really don't know what they are. But, Dude, I'll, but I'll even for take that. Yeah, but like I'll even for like that. Michael Gallup, I'm fine with Michael Gallup. Uh, even it's a possibility he can stay in Dallas because Amari has an easy out after his contract. So they can. That's a cheaper, uh, cheaper wide receiver too. Because obviously, CD Lamb looks like a dog out there. So if you have Lamb and Gallup, I'm fine with that. With Cedric Wilson in the slot, that's that's still even. I, I think I like that as the best option overall going to any other team, in my opinion. Well, we hope he doesn't look like a dog because you know dogs can't catch, but my guys certainly can. And the reason why I am trying to get Chase Claypool right now is people are worried about the quarterback issue. Obviously, Big Ben, you know. Not like he used to be a couple years ago. That happens with age, everybody. Uh, People are worried about what's going to happen going forward. But I think uh, the Steelers are going to do what they always do, and that's draft well. You bring in a rookie quarterback. You bring in a guy like, uh, hey, you know who'd be a great fit for Pittsburgh? Kenny Pickett. Doesn't have to go very far. Right there in Pittsburgh already. The guy could sling it. Carson Strong in Pittsburgh would be fantastic. He could sit in the pick pocket and pick people apart all day to Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be gone. Eric Ebron should be gone. So the fact of the matter is, Steelers fans, don't worry. You have something that Eagles fans don't hope, okay? The coaching staff is great. <laughs> you're great You're great, great across the board. A couple small adjustments, you're going to be good. But people are worrying about Chase Claypool, okay? And when people worry about a player, especially a high-caliber player, that's when you pounce. What am I willing to pay for Chase Claypool? I'm going to start at a late to mid second round pick, you know, throw in the bottom of the roster junk, the stuff that you're always supposed to be turning over and let it go up from there. I'm comfortable playing a paying a late first round pick for Chase Claypool. I believe in the talent and he's a completely different wide receiver than Deontay Johnson. Deontay possession guy catches everything, but Chase is that big physical mauler and he's like the Michael Pittman. So I'm trying to get Chase Claypool. He's my first trade target. And uh, Phil, we're gonna just loop it back around to you. I think he's stuck. He's back. Okay, Phil, who I'm is your I'm not stuck. second? You were for a minute. So, who no, is your just... second trade target? Uh, right now, my second trade target is a guy that I was uh, trying to acquire in a lot of leagues this year, and, and he got hurt. That's Irv Smith from Minnesota. Um, everybody knew he was going to be like the next big thing this year, and then all of a sudden he got hurt, but. Me, I know me and Nate as well. We always like to try to acquire when the value is so low that you can just try to, you know, not really fleece them, but just try to see like what you can get and just throw it out there and see what you can do. Um, when he's in, when you got like an injured player, he's out for the year. See what you can get for him. If you can throw a second in there, even though he's his value is a first with the talent that he has, go for it. I would probably throw a second, a late second. Or uh, late second to like a mid third for Irv Smith right now, like if a team is you know rebuilding or something like that, I try to pick him up. Um, we obviously see what he can do. Tyler Conklin, obviously, not too many people really know about him. They were just picking him up because they heard Irv Smith was uh was hurt and he was the next guy up. I thought it was going to be Chris Herndon, but obviously everybody was wrong about that because he's disappeared once again. <laughs> but uh. Conklin really, really, really uh, showed out this year. So if that was Irv Smith in that spot, he will be probably one of the top five uh, tight ends um, this year, in my opinion, because he just he showed a lot more speed. He's a, he's a better route runner than he is. So try to get him now while you can, because he's just he's he's just a, a uber talented guy, and I think you don't have to pay that much for him. 
Port. All right, so go get Gusecki, the Uber Smith. Gusecki or Irv Smith? For next year? Yeah, no, like if yeah, next we'll go well, next year. Yeah. For for next year, I don't like Tua, but Tua throws the ball to the tight ends every single play. So go. I will probably have to go with Gasecki at, at this point because I'm seeing that they're not going to get rid of Tua at this point for as of right now. Um, they didn't go for Deshaun Watson or anything with with all his crap. I'm glad we got to talk about that junk anymore. You just, but um, I know, but we don't have to talk about it anymore. But after you know, after the trade deadline, we don't have to deal with it. So Tua is the guy. So you, you got to go Gasecki. So you're saying Aaron Smith was t- it's the better been top it's the five. better it's the better offense. So I just but want you to say it just, this. It's just dependability. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying Kaseki is better than Irv Smith. Because <laughs> Irv Smith is better than Kaseki no, all around he, blocking and, and receiving. You're it's saying just the Ir- offensive scheme. <laughs> you're saying Irv Smith was top five. So now you're saying Kaseki is top four. Is that what you're saying? It, he, he's that's, he's top four wagon? right now, isn't he? I don't know. I'm I'm bro, I, I was with you with three. the Kaseki bandwagon. <laughs> I, I was with you with that. I just wanted to hear it. I'm sorry. All right. So buy him because he's a hella good player, according to Pork. So, Chev, who is your second trade target for the evening? Yeah, yeah so I didn't just pick one. I'm going to go with the rookies that are underperforming this season. Terrace Marshall, Elijah Moore. Uh, I mean, even Evan McPherson, who's a kicker, is outscoring <laughs> these guys. Like, this is embarrassing. Pratt Fryermuth, I would go pick him up. I'm yes. a Ross A. Brown. I mean, there is Nico Collins. Is- Kenneth Gainwell, what do you guys think about that guy? Gainwell? Yeah, I, was so, I was so sad last week when he barely got used until the last end of the game. Rondell Moore. I mean, there's so many rookies that are just needing to just get another chance next season. There, there's owners out there that are ready to send these guys off. Devontae Williams is another guy that I'd be trying to acquire because they're seeing he's only getting – seven touches why is he only getting seven touches well we all know that next year melvin gordon hopefully will be gone and then javante williams is going to shine i mean he's been his yak after being touched is ridiculous like Mm -hmm. anything that happens after he gets touched is just absolutely unreal this season and once he gets starting to get that workload then we're going to see a lot more production from him he's going to be getting more touches hopefully next season and that's what you're looking for if you're if you're a team right now, you're not looking for Javante Williams to be your stud running back. That's not what you're looking for. But some people are trying to look for that when they drafted him because he was drafted probably pretty high in your rookie drafts this last season. So I'd be going and trying to acquire as many of those guys that are maybe underperforming and uh, get those guys on your team and get them ready for next season. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nate, who is your second trade target? Yeah, so my second trade target here is a guy that has been talked about a lot. And that is Brandon Ayuk. You know, he he was in the doghouse. And we know that Shanahan's doghouse is not the best place to be. Mm-mm. But this last game they played, the 49ers, he, he didn't have the great stats, but he got targeted. And he, he was on the field. I believe he actually led the team in snaps and routes run uh, for wide receivers. So Ayuk's back. Ayuk is back, but the numbers haven't popped up yet. So your buy low window is about to close. Debo is obviously out there killing it. Like, 
who saw that coming? I don't know. His A dot was like a negative last year, and now he's like 16 for 19 on balls 15 yards down the field. It's ridiculous. Right, it's, it's, it's a totally different player. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Makes it even easier to buy a Brandon Ayuk right now because we saw the talent last year. And, yeah, Shanahan is a little weird. He's got some some weird mind games he's playing or something. But this is, this is not – he's not the next Dante Pettis. You know, I have no faith, no no – Worries about this. Sorry, Giants fans. He's not the next Dante Pettis. It's not the next Dante Pettis. But he would look really good on any other team that would actually utilize him. But as I said, he's starting to be utilized now. He's playing again. And at this point, we're just waiting for this kind of the second breakout, you know, the breakout for this season. So you got to go buy him now. You're going to run out of time really soon. So if you're trying to buy a you, you can maybe, you know, you do a second in a player, maybe someone who's, you know, just tired of the headache, doesn't want to deal with it anymore, thinks they might be the not next Dante Pettis, might be able to get him for a straight up second or a second plus. But, you know, I'd be willing to pay up to a late first for Brandon Ayuk. I really do believe in the talent. I believe that he's going to have something going his way here soon. And just looking back at the stats to be exact, you know, Debo had nine targets last game and right behind him was Brandon Ayuk with seven. I mean, the difference is two catches and ended up being 130 yards almost. But Brandon Ayuk is going to be showing up here soon. And uh, I think I think Brandon Ayuk and Trey Lance could be quite the combo. Now, Nate, what do you think the problem was? Like, because it, it, it looks like he gained some weight. There was injury. And from the tweets I've been reading and the stories I've been following, it seems like there might have been a slight lack of maturity, maybe an effort dedication during practice. We know he's got the talent. You know, if he's not practicing hard, I understand why a coach like Shanahan would do something like what he's done so far this season to really kick him into gear. So I think that's, what's been going on, but he's back on the field now. And we saw a guy like Dante Pettis. Once he was in the doghouse, he was gone forever. Yeah. That was bad. He back just never got another chance. Yeah. Ayuk is back. And he's a first round pick, you know, He's he's still there on the field, so I'm not I'm not worried about that situation anymore. Okay, great, good stuff. Um, I agree. By the way, I have tons of Brandon Ayuk. Lots of startups this year. Fifth round was like the general ADP for him. Uh, so my my wide receiver core, like I had some combination of Ayuk, Claypool, and T Higgins. So um, yeah, hasn't been the best for me so far this year. So my guy that uh, my last one here, Elijah Mitchell. Trey Sermon's just apparently not it, which I don't understand. I don't know, but I don't care. What I care about is production. I care about fantasy points. Most of the time, Elijah Mitchell might have been a late, you know, a late draft pick in your rookie drafts. Or if you're talking about redraft, he's probably a waiver wire ad, but he's definitely a guy to keep your eye on. Mostert, I don't think is back in a 49ers uniform next year. Hasty as much as we love him. He's not the answer. Jeff Wilson is not the answer. I think it's Elijah Mitchell's show going forward. I thought maybe they'd move Trey Sermon at the trade deadline because they hate him so much, but they do need him for depth right now. Although I don't have the box score in front of me, I don't think he got a touch or a target at all last week. So it is just not looking good for Trey Sermon. We're talking about Shani's doghouse is real. He's he's like behind the doghouse, man. So Elijah Mitchell definitely, you know, here's the thing about Elijah Mitchell. 
I think he could be good for both circumstances, a rebuilding team and a competing team. On a competing team, he's not going to be your wide or your running back one or two. He might be your flex running back three, and I'm confident keeping him there. Um, on a rebuilding team, he might be your running back one for all you know. Pork knows I have a couple teams like that um, where I'm trotting out J.D. McKissick, Elijah Mitchell, and Devonta Freeman got a spot start the other week, and he got spot me a touchdown start. and a win. Thank you, Devonta. Um, <laughs> so I'm more than happy paying up for Elijah Mitchell. I'd probably try to throw a couple thirds and like a lesser running back, you know, like a Jamar Jefferson or something like that. Try to pray off someone to be like, look, this dude got a touchdown last week. Blah, blah, blah. Don't talk about the fact that Jamal Williams was out and they wanted to keep DeAndre Swift on the bench. Try to do something like that. Throw a couple picks, see what sticks with them. But I'd be happy paying with like a I'd happy paying up a mid second for Elijah Mitchell right now, too. I think he's the guy going forward. I think you're going to have to pay a mid-second to get Elijah Mitchell, maybe a little bit more on top of that if it's a team that you know has some contending hopes because mm-hmm. I think everyone's aware that Mitchell seems to be the hot hand for the time being. I think you could probably get someone who doesn't think he has as much of a long-term outlook. People mm-hmm. might think, hey, he's just like a kind of flash in the pan for this year. But um, I agree. Hey, as much as I like Trey Sermon, just not working out right now. Yeah. And the way this year has been going – Elijah Mitchell could be your ready back one at this point too. So the, he's very valuable in this league yep. or in, in this season. So yeah, I think it's going to take at least a mid second to definitely even be in the conversation. That's I agree. Table at least. I agree. So that's going to wrap it up for trade targets. Uh, so we are going to move on before we do. I just want to say one thing. This is really important. If you're watching on YouTube or wherever, look at me. If you're, if you're driving in your car right now, just pull over for a minute. This is why this what? show is so important. Okay. Because if you were listening to the show, you already knew who Elijah Mitchell was, who Khalil Herbert was, who Jamar Jefferson was. If you don't play dynasty and you just like us and you're a redraft guy, this is why it's important to listen to this show. So you're not sitting there on Twitter. Like nobody told me who Jamichael hasty was. Nobody told me who this guy was or that guy was. We did. Tune in, tell a friend, head on over to patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. Check us out five bucks a month. You get full access. Check this out. You pretty much got access to me 24 seven. That does not mean I'm going to respond 24 seven, but if you're a patron, I will definitely respond to you first. Shut up pork. No one wants to hear from you. <laughs> so make sure you come hang out with us over on the Patreon. We'd love to see you there. You can even just get in the group chat for a dollar a month. And I'll tell you what, if we're not available, there's somebody in that group chat at all times that is going to answer a question for you. And actually, we're going to take a uh, a patron listener question right now, live-ish on air. So let me just bring that back up. Okay, so this is from Zach Barrett. Zach is awesome. I think he's a Cowboys fan. We're not going to hold that against him, though. Um, okay, he wants to know two 2022 first and a 2024 first for Jamar Chase. Chev, let's start with you. Do you want me to say it again, or, or are you looking no. at it on your face? a lot of capital to give up. I think three firsts for any player is a lot to give up. But I think we've seen enough from Jamar Chase to know he's a generational talent. He's with his buddy from LSU. I'm going to go, like Nate said earlier, you, these picks can mean nothing. You could draft Darius, guys. You could draft. I mean, I don't know. J-Jaw, I mean, shoot. I mean, there's a lot of names out there. 
Trey Sermon. Who knows? So I, I'm going to go with Jamar Chase. That's a lot of capital okay. to give up, but we know what we're getting from Jamar Chase now. We've seen enough to realize, okay, this guy's a stud. We all had our doubts, but I think during the draft process with his route running, then he comes out and has all these drops. We already missed the time to buy him low. Now you got to pay up to get the book, get the man. Mm-hmm. Before we get to Nate and Pork, I actually just traded away Jamar Chase a week or so ago. Yeah. I'm actually happy with, with the haul I got, too. I gave up Jamar Chase, and he asked for Jared Patterson as well because he has Antonio Gibson. He's worried. But I, I feel like my, my return on the investment was good. I got back Jerry Judy and a 2023 first, second, and third. Okay. So, I mean, the picks are great. The third's kind of whatever, but I was happy to get Jerry Judy back with it. I still think Jerry Judy is going to be great once Denver figures out their quarterback situation. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Nate, let's go to you. What are your thoughts on this this Jamar Chase offer here? Yeah, so giving up three first for Jamar Chase, um, that sounds about right. Um, Give you and with the 2024 first, I'm not saying that a 2024 first is not valuable. It certainly is, but you got a lot of time to get that back, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, at this moment, it's not as valuable as it will be in 2024, of course. So you got time to work on that one. I'm I'm not even gonna take that really too much into account into this trade. It's so far out that hey, you, you can. You can trade a 2022 second for a 2024 first. I mean, mm-hmm. so it's, it's not that bad. So I'm just looking at two firsts for Jamar Chase, and I love it. I think you're getting a bona fide stud, and, you know, draft picks, you know, aren't always a hit. And if they are a hit, you know, you can't always be guaranteed a guy who's like a top five dynasty wide receiver, like Jamar Chase could be considered right now. So. Mm-hmm. I'm all about it. I know it's a pay up. You know, you got to lose a lot of draft capital. But if you're a top wide receiver away from having a complete team or he puts mm-hmm. you over the top, I'm okay with it. I'm all good with it. You're one play away from getting 15 points every week. Like, yep. seriously, he's that <laughs> right. good. And most of the time, more. Um, Irv Pork. That was just one play, by the way. That's true. <laughs> yeah, facts. Your uh, facts on this trade offer here. Yeah. Um, I'm with Nate with that one. He said, um, if you need that one person to take it over the top and you just need to do what you need to do. I kind of did that in the listening league last year. I thought I was going to win, but obviously that didn't happen. <laughs> but um, if you got to do what you got to do to get the guy that you want, go for it. I'm all for that. So, yeah, I, I'm not going to regurgitate everything you said because everything, everything y'all said, what I was going to say, it's just, it's perfect just the way it is. If that's what you want. Get your guy. I agree. Uh, the only thing that I'll say is just look look at your roster top to bottom and make sure that that is what's going to complete your team. If you still have glaring holes somewhere else, I probably wouldn't do it. I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of times these trade talks, there's not a lot of context here. Would you do this trade? Mm. But I also can't ask you to, I can't evaluate the rest of your team, your trade partner's team in the league. So um, that being said, I do agree with Nate. 2024, you know, like a lot of people say, hey, we do this trade. But then I don't have a third round pick in 2023. So what? You got you got you got time. Okay. So mm-hmm. the 2024 pick is almost nothing. 
like Nate says. So it's two first round picks for Jamar Chase. You might actually be stealing him at that price, to be honest with you, because if he goes on this pace, you are going to have to pay more. So I think we're all in consensus here. Uh, we would all do the trade. Ask for three fab dollars in return, though, if you can, because that's always the selling point for me. Yeah, and I do want to make it clear. I don't think a 2024 first is nothing because the 2024 class, I know they're only like freshmen in college, but they look pretty great so far. I mean, Caleb Williams and Trey Henderson are dominating college football as 18-year-olds. I mean, come on. But like I said, you can trade a 2022 second for a 2024 first probably. You can, you know, and what's a 2022 second? I mean, you probably can trade – a whole multitude of players for a 2022 second at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. So you just, you, it's a little bit more workable than trying to replace a 2022 first. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm not, not too worried about that part of the trade, man. I think, I think that's a, that's a, a good payup. And here's right, the thing so. too. Like if you want to get those players later, those players might not be producing. Like we said earlier on the show, you could always go pick up those players later on too. Like, it's not like they're going to be bona fide studs like Chase right off the rip, probably. Right. Yeah. And just keep in mind, yet again, this is the kind of advice you can get daily with just a group chat uh, on the Patreon for a dollar a month. The whole crew is always available for the most part if, if, you know, we might not all be available at the same time. But somebody's pretty much always available. And there's more to uh, the crew than just us four. Sean's in there poking around, doing what he does. Maddie's always in there, uh, you know, blowing it up with graphics and Pictures of llamas wearing sunglasses. You got Bob in there. We got Jaywick. You got the whole crew in there. So definitely come check us out. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. And while you're there, you got to ask yourself one really important question. Are you looking for a new way to play Dynasty? A way to go deeper than just drafting, trading, and setting lineups. If that's true, it's time to check out DynastyOwner.com. DynastyOwner.com is the new and improved way to play Dynasty Fantasy Football at its deepest level but they got to get on C to C. That's the deepest level, if you ask me. Featuring new challenges like managing a salary cap. Sure, rookies are a value now, but what about in the future? Build your dynasty around the cap and make the tough decisions when the time comes. New leagues are now forming. It's time to own your dynasty at dynastyowner.com. Let them know the Dynasty Rewind sent you by using the code Rewind. The link will be in the description. All right. I can see it now. Dynasty owner goes C to C. And you got to start paying name, image, and likeness to college players. Oh, yeah. Wow. You know what that oh, is? Oh, that would suck. If they go C to C, it would basically be like this. That was a little quiet. I'm sorry. It takes every single inch of it. There it is. Every single <laughs> inch. Sound drop of the millennia. So, hey, listen again. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, thanks to the patrons. Thanks to everybody over on YouTube. Let's. I want to give a, just a big hand real quick to Bob Van Duzer, who's absolutely killing it with all of our YouTube comment, content. We got uh, IDP waiver wires. We have regular waiver wires dropping stuff every single day, except Saturdays and Sundays because we know you're preoccupied with the games. So Bob is doing a great job. Head on over there. Click subscribe. You can see more of all of these beautiful faces. But until then, hey, Mike, uh, Mike, yes, isn't it someone's birthday today? Um, is it? Is it Chef's birthday? Chef, Chef's I'm sorry. birthday. I apologize. I did not text you happy birthday today. Today was an okay. absolute freaking absolute. <laughs> Chef, happy birthday Worst boss to you. Ever. <laughs> God damn, Mike, you stink. <laughs> It's all good, Mike. I appreciate you, buddy. (laughs) 
Jeff, more than pork does, at least. I just want to say something <laughs> real quick. So, you know, with the unemployment rates skyrocketing in the United States of America, I am now happy to announce that Pork Man Simmons is a podcast free agent. So if you need a a sarcastic, wise-ass co-host for your podcast, feel free to drop me a line, hey. and we will work out the parameters of the trade. He can be had for hey, a 2027 fourth-round pick and one tab. First of all, I didn't I didn't sign any contract to be on Dynasty Rewind. You brought me here for free. I don't get extra payments. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, I don't want to hear that. But, no, you might. I love you. I come here every Tuesday just to see your wonderful face. Oh, well, then I'm sorry to disappoint you on a weekly basis. It's almost like we're married. So, Chev, happy birthday oh. to you. I apologize for forgetting again. But why don't you go ahead and lead us on out of here with what you do every week? Yeah, so I actually didn't come with a verse today. Um, in the NFL, this week has been absolutely bonkers. Um, we have Henry Ruggs that was involved in a car accident. Another player was also injured by a shooting. And I mean, this is just what we talk about every single week. Uh, you don't know when your last moment is on this earth. Love people around you. Care about them. Um, it's always nice to give somebody a call. I mean, I got a couple calls today from people I haven't talked to in a couple months, and, I mean, it made my day just to hear their voice, just to hear how they're doing. Uh, so love the people around you, man. It, it, we have no clue when our, our time is up on this earth. Uh, so that's all I got today. Be safe, be careful, and love the people around you. All right, and a very – very lovely birthday message, Chev. Sorry again. I also haven't been logged into Facebook for like a month, so I'm sure I missed a lot of other birthdays as well. Um, so until next time, everybody, for Chev, Nate, Pork, and myself, make sure you check out the Patreon. You can talk to us more. Until next time, everybody, be kind. Please rewind. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Sean, take us out of here. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, be kind. Please rewind.